So this is the uh, interview for uh, the Balkan Express here on our City Radio, and we have a couple of great guests uh, with us today. Um, they're coming to Luxembourg in a couple of days, even. Uh, Vedra Mojegic and Brano Jakubovic of the famed Dubioza Collective, welcome to the program. Hello, everybody. Hello, thanks for having us. Uh, so, thanks for coming on. And uh, first things first, um, this is your, what, fourth attempt at a concert in Luxembourg? I remember that your first gig was supposed to, to happen just when the COVID pandemic hit and then it just kept being postponed and postponed. So, is this it? Are you finally going to be here? Uh, let's not uh, curse it. Let's say it, it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> this this is uh this is uh, actually this will be our fourth show in in third or fourth show Bran what do you what do you think uh, I'm in I'm December. too old to remember okay okay so I I think third show fourth fourth uh, fourth attempt of a third show Vedran Vedran is one year younger so let's trust him okay very good I'll, we'll go with that but okay but since we are um on the subject um. I know you guys have been very, very active during the, the, the pandemic and it, effect, it affected a lot of our personal lives. But how did it affect your professional lives? How, how, how do artists suddenly faced with the fact that you couldn't move anywhere? How did you grapple with that? Actually, it was for us professionally, it was quite interesting and challenging in the same time because... Um, um, I guess we we started a tour in January that year, 2020, and when we finished the the last show of that first leg of the tour, um, somewhere like first March, we came back home to spend like two weeks, and then to continue with the tour. But we never left because uh, pandemic broke down and and, and um, lockdown came. Uh, but right, right, like seven days after the lockdown, we started doing something that we called um, Dubioza Collective Quarantine Show, which was basically um, because we live in in uh, six different cities in four different countries. Um, we did this online thing every Monday for half an hour, for I guess like ten episodes, ten ten weeks in a row. But for us, it was interesting because that was the concept and idea that we wanted to do before, I mean, before COVID happened, actually, we were thinking about doing promotion of the new album in in way like that. So we just used uh, all the things that we already built and, and, and did it in that time. And I guess first episode, first show, uh, Vedran, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was like, more than million million viewers on on just one social network so it was quite big thing and then after we get hundreds of messages of colleagues from different you know like different musicians who wanted to know how we do the thing so we we told everybody uh what is the what is the concept and technical um and technical way how to do it so then we had like two years of of uh online shows all the time so it was quite interesting for us because we 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 was really working hard to make this monday evening happen uh, every week and it gave us also opportunity to continue playing all the time and practicing as a band of course in in online version but still uh still we was 
continuously doing music. So when when the first year of possibility of playing shows came, we was ready and we just started playing like no, nothing happened. So I I don't know it in, in professional way it was I I can say it was it was interesting. It was um. It was a different time, and we needed to do some adjustments. But you know, we are Balkan people who are, <laughs> you know, we are how how you say, um, very adaptable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, adapting is our way of life. So. <laughs> so we adapted a very, very useful skill that we hope we'll never have to use again. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you you came prepared. That that that's all the difference, uh, and. Um, you said that you live you, you guys live in six different cities on in four different countries but you're still build whenever promoters put up ads for your gigs and, uh, and etc they say a bosnian band but you seem much more than just a bosnian band how how do you identify yourself i guess is what i'm trying to ask uh, this is basically uh, I, i mean you are correct completely because we uh, we are not bosnian band at all and we also don't like to be connected with um how you say with the national the national flag <laughs> yeah so we are just you know seven guys in a band we don't care <laughs> which country i mean there is no country behind it so it's really stupid to call us bosnian band i mean geographically we, we are coming from different countries from balkan and that's that's it <laughs> that we can say about <laughs> we don't care really Uh, but still when you when you your lyrics when you when you do your songs they do have some let's call them balkan specifics um be it uh, cultural references be it expressions language itself you know in a way you do you do have lyrics in in various languages but when you do international tours do you adapt your your set list um uh depends um depends where we play and how long can we play you know sometimes festival set is 60 minutes long sometimes it's solo show so we can play three hours so really depends on many things which kind of set list we will play but we like to mix different languages especially and we have we like to have uh, our own language and songs in our own language inside because for us is is a lot of fun to And also the crowd is always mixed. There is always some Balkan people. <laughs> Even I mean, we played in Chile a few years ago, and then you know, first people that we met even during the sound check was ten people from ex Yugoslavia who said that they have, they have chevapjinsa. You know, the the <laughs> shop they sell chevapi and they invite us for lunch. So you find our people everywhere, and of course we like also to to include our own language. Our first show in in Luxembourg, we we played like. 15 years ago or something and uh, we played in a in a club so we did the sound check and got back to for lunch and you know going back to the show getting into the into the full house club with a lot of people and then we realized that every other person is having pianich jersey on it so so it was <laughs> like, like Miral and Pjanc fan club meets the Bioza collective in Luxembourg. It was like really <laughs> crazy experience. Our first uh, encounter encounter with uh, with Luxembourg culture. Uh, 
<laughs> yes, uh, Luxembourg culture. I, I mean, statistics show that if you took all the uh, um, expats from former U Yugoslav republics and put them together in Luxembourg, they would be the fourth largest ethnic or cultural gr group, if you will. So there you have it. <laughs> Plus they all have same sports jerseys. Yeah, well, you know, that's, uh, I guess that's peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, languages, uh, just run us through what sort of languages are we to expect on your show in Luxembourg? Obviously, Bosnian, or what's it? I think the technical term now is Bosnian, Croatian, Serbian, I think. No? Yes? Yes, yes. You're correct. You are politically correct. Thank you. <laughs> and then there will be some English, obviously. There will be some little bit of French, little bit of uh, Spanish, maybe some Italian. We will see. Depends on set list. <laughs> A little bit of Luxembourg. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, you know, start with Moyen and Adi, and then you just take it from there, you know. That's, that, <laughs> that, that's what I learned. Uh, they're great people, people here in Luxembourg. Um, speaking of, did you know that Luxembourg is about to re-enter the Eurosong competition in 2024? No, I didn't know. Well, now, now you do, and the reason I'm asking is because I seem to remember that you guys had a similar idea. Yes, we still have the same idea, but it's a bit different than that. We have a smaller budget than, than Luxembourg. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, it's, it's on the level of the Bioza Collective, not the not country Bosnia and Herzegovina. Okay. So as a band, we would like to uh, be part of the Eurovision contest. Um, but in a way that uh, we have this petition on our website and we invite everybody to, to sign the petition because we would like to perform... Um, as Dubioza Collective, just for three minutes in the in the part of of the show where they have vo where they vote, you know. So um, we don't want to compete. We just want to uh, present all the countries that are not included in uh, this year edition. So we just want to present all the countries who cannot be part of the, of the of the of the context contest. And th that runs in accordance with your general sort of activist uh, or activism i mean for all the humor and, and 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 good spirits and optimism that runs through your lyrics and and your songs you do try at least for the way i see it you try to be the voice of the people who are often overlooked i remember i remember but what is it 10 more than 10 years ago there was this pro big protest in ljubljana in slovenia and you guys had a gig that uh, uh, later that evening, and you you just uh, appeared out of nowhere somewhere in the middle of the Republic Square in downtown Ljubljana, and you just gave an impromptu an impromptu concert. Is that something you do often, or was it just were we privileged, quote unquote, uh, uh, back then, ten years ago? Well, actually, we I think we we came for that uh, that uh, protest on purpose. Not it was not a show that that day, but okay. we really like. We really like to to do this sort of uh, action. So a lot of people ask, like, why why you you people from Bosnia came to Slovenia to support this or that? And for us, you know, it is it is just one one big uh, fight that that really doesn't have any borders. People people that that uh, for example, fighting for uh, against uh, small hydroelectric plants in Bosnia or or in Serbia or in Slovenia, they they are the same people fighting the same beast. So it's it's kind of our fight 
the way we see it. So we, we like to use our influence that we have on some some group of people to to kind of shed a light on 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 these issues and it is it is a good platform to communicate important things for that we kind of use it and abuse it in in our way <laughs> um it's it seems that um nowadays um activism amongst artists is again fashionable but it wasn't so back when when you guys started doing music it was a lot more just like you know professionalism doing gigs and uh, take the money if you will has the world of music changed in the what past 10 15 years maybe i mean when you say activism is is became fashionable i uh when you compare it like with i don't know 15 20 years ago it was it was the same it was just much more harder to okay. do activism because now activism is based what people called activism is uh, writing bullshit post on social media and that's that's it basically and everybody's doing that nobody's doing activism they're just posting their opinions so i i don't see it as as real activism and um what we try to do is if if we want to do something then we go in person and you know we support different groups or you know do whatever but still it's not it's not sharing just just sharing opinion it's it's important being there and show in your own um how you say it? not not it's you know you cannot be activist with calculation yeah of course um has this i mean you've uh, grown in 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 your your influence has grown after after um what um, maybe absurdistan album or even wild wild is that was released in 2011 your that was your what fourth album i think or fifth uh and uh your influence has grown your voice has grown louder has it become easier to um fight for a cause or maybe more uh, difficult because suddenly there was more eyes and, and, and opinions about you about what you do yeah i mean you're right it's it's much easier when you are small and unknown because um then you don't don't have context behind you can you know you are fresh and you can do whatever you want and this is the starting point with certain history everything counts and you have to be very careful what you did and what you doing now and you, what you are planning to do next so because you know uh, uh people don't really know all the information so uh, everything that you say have to be clear in in these terms it's much uh, uh, much harder but then you have some um also things that are much easier because um we travel everywhere we know so many people and it's much easier to connect and much easier to organize in in uh, like 20 years after than before so you know there's plus and minus fair point fair point um so coming back to the show in luxembourg uh, your latest album is called agricultura agriculture i think unless i'm missing a maybe a wordplay and this was if i remember uh, uh, if if i did my homework right this is mostly the result of the lockdown recordings, correct? Yes, um, most of that. Uh, some ideas came before, some ideas came after, but majority, like the spirit 
of the album is came during to 2020 and uh, the main thing for us it was not to make album about you know about state of mind that we had in covid or some we didn't want to to talk about this but we find another topic which was re- really interesting for us because uh, i live in the countryside and uh, my wife had have a garden and you know we are pretty uh, how do you say, countryside people. When yeah, we okay, are yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. Stage. So uh, for us, it was interesting idea to to promote agriculture in that moment, especially during lockdown. Every Everything that people in cities had was, you know, keyboard and their computer, and that was it. So, um, and then you had, after this, you have all these generations who just want to be IT people and programmers and, you know, co- computer geeks or whatever. And everybody kind of forget that, you know, food that we eat, are it have to, you know, come, it came from somewhere. But nobody knows who produced that food and nobody even care. And now even younger kids, they don't even know the connection between name of the vegetables and how the vegetables look like. So we just wanted to put some light on on that perspective, you know, if we if we all program, if we are all pro- programmers of the video games, who will program potatoes and cabbage? <laughs> Correct. I mean, or you know, maybe f- realize that cows are not pink. <laughs> <laughs> they can be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's true, but you know, still, uh, what you said it turns out to be very important in this day and age because it's not just an issue that. Uh, we have uh, we've discovered during COVID, but this sort of food security is a global issue. With with, with on one hand, uh, uh, the global north, if we will, having way too much of everything, and the global south being more and more impoverished again. Uh, uh, but but uh, you've uh, your previous album released in 2020 was called hashtag Fake News, which also touched on an issue that was very prominent then. And if we go further back in time, every single of of your 12 albums touches on a hot social cultural topic of the day. Do you like, do uh, how do you choose that? Do you see that there's a problem and say, oh yeah, we have something to say about that? Or does it come in a more organic way? Those are issues that uh, affect everybody, including us. So, so when something bothers you or frustrates you, then you searching for for a way to to deal with it so either as a as a some kind of psycho self psychotherapeutic uh, uh, method or or a way to to deal it in a, in a in a general way and to to express your opinion on it so it it is i guess organic as as it can be i don't see point of i don't know let's say for example making a song out of nowhere right uh, i guess my point of view is like if something itches me, I scratch. That's why we make song. And then when you have, I don't know, certain amount of songs, only reason to put them together is certain idea which is which connects all all of them. So it's good opportunity to you know to point out to point out some some things that you are thinking about. Mm. And uh, just before we wrap up, I have to ask, um, for example, one of your favorite songs, as, as, as far as I'm concerned, is, of course, Walter. Specifically, I mean, I mean, many of your songs have very specific Balkan 
or even ex-Yugoslav uh, cultural references. Is that something that you struggle with or you just say, you know what, we'll do the Walter, which is a specifically Sarajevo thing, uh, and see where it leads us? Or is there more of a thought process when you, when you set up the, the, the set list for, let's say, for, for the gig in Luxembourg on Friday, October the 13th? But that depends if we talk about writing or performing. There are two completely different things. And it's, uh, you know, and then you have this period of time when when Walter was made, that was, I guess, more than 10 years ago. And uh, we knew exactly why we want to make this song. And it was for us important in that moment. Uh, but unfortunately, it's, <laughs> um, it's the lyrics are still functionable in yes. society so um this is the bad part of our albums that all the songs work work right now also and um but i i don't know uh, uh you have certain um history of each of us have certain history and place where we live so i i guess i believe in 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 direct inspiration i I cannot sing. There was funny, funny story. Like during the war in Sarajevo, Sarajevo was under siege for four years, and we were teenagers and having, you know, hardcore and punk rock and metal bands, you know, in in, in the basements during the war. And few of our friends also had a band. I don't remember what was the name of the band, but then they came up with a song that talks about. Um, uh, problems of Afro-Americans in Bronx, you know, or something yeah. like that, which okay. is strange, you know, you are under, uh, there is like hundreds of grenades falling on your head every day, and you are writing songs, uh, uh, and you've never been to New York, never been to America, never been outside Bosnia even, but you think that you know something about problems somewhere thousands of kilometers far away, and Above your head, there is the biggest problem in the planet right now. <laughs> so it's very strange how people choose to write and why they write and, you know, what they write about. Well, um, I can't wait to see and hear uh, your gig live. Hopefully I get there unless life intervenes. But uh, for all our listeners, um, Dubioza Collective at Rockhall on the Friday, October 13th, 2023, um, be there or be square. Uh, listeners of this show know how good your music is. Uh, Vedra Mujegic and Brano Kubovic, Dubiozo Collective, thank you so much for everything you do and for uh, taking part in this interview. Thank you very much. I would like to uh, invite everybody to the show and just to say that um, prepare your Miral and Pian jersey. See you, <laughs> see you Friday in Luxembourg. <laughs>